0: Are you looking for some professional learning opportunities this summer? One focused on children ages 0 to 8 years is happening at the end of this month, on June 25th, 2021. It's called the Early Math Symposium. Tickets are absolutely free, and there's a great lineup of speakers and breakout sessions. Listen to this episode for details about the symposium and all the early math project has to offer. Welcome to the Kids Math Talk podcast, where in each episode, we give parents and educators practical tips and insights that will deepen mathematical understanding while also encouraging the conversation about math to remain active and positive. I'm your host, Desiree Harrison, elementary math coach and Kids Math Talk founder. Today's guests are part of the Early Math Project, where the mission is Growing Math Minds, Changing Math Mindsets. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, I'm Carolyn
1: Pfister. I currently work for the California State Board of Education, and I'm involved in the California Early Math Project. I came to this work after having been an elementary teacher and elementary principal for a number of years, and uh, have been very excited to uh, have the opportunity to, uh, to work on this endeavor.
2: And I'm Lisa Grant. I currently work for the Fresno County Superintendent of Schools that's here in California, I used to work for the California Department of Education, and that's where I met Carolyn and got involved with the Early Math Project. And in a previous life, I was a secondary math teacher and a math coach.
0: All right. Thank you for those introductions. And um, so I have been connected to you through Twitter, where I follow you. I follow the Early Math Project. I love this mission of changing math mindsets and Your website is so incredibly inviting, and I just want to get that message out there to educators and parents that this Early Math Project is here. And tell us a little bit about the history of how this Early Math Project came to be and the vision that the Early Math Project has.
1: I want to first of all say thank you for for having us on, Uh, and and it's nice to do this. You're a great friendly face to have a first with a podcast with, so thank you. Well, the Early Math Project really formally became um, an effort in 2015. Uh, It grew out of a a really a call from the National Governors Association to raise um, awareness about the importance of early math and to build a group of supporters in the state uh, that would uh, really champion early math. It was a little different because a group of different governmental agencies got together and they all uh, allowed team members to join. We went back and we did some training and we developed a kind of an action plan for California. And out of that grew the idea that we were going to support family and educators, that we would develop free materials that would be readily accessible, use common materials, that we would never charge a fee for anything, uh, that we would work tirelessly to reduce math anxiety, because we we know, sadly, that it's a reality that some of us have, have had Few math experiences, and we we don't want that to uh, influence children. And that we would continue to try and build this network of support in California.
0: So I heard you talk about champion, and that reminds me of you're advocating for early math, which oftentimes gets overlooked. So I really appreciate that effort. And on top of that, being free. It increases access, and it's something that's especially needed now with social media. There's always been a math, some type of math debate, I feel, but I think that even more people are becoming involved, so these efforts are that much more important. Thank you. So thinking about all of these resources that you all are developing, how can parents and educators use them?
1: Well, the, the Early Math Project uh, has a variety of resources. Many of them are, are based on actually favorite children's literature stories. And we've we've done that pretty intentionally because we know that families often are very comfortable with supporting their children's reading efforts, and they take real ownership in helping their little ones learn to read. But we also know that some of those same families aren't quite so comfortable in the area of mathematics. So we've taken an area of comfort. We've created materials like literature reviews and activities that are based upon those stories, and the, the, the way those work is, for example, if you have a literature review, it after you've read the book, it gives you a whole group of suggestions that you can pull out the mathematical content of the story, even if they're not really overt, if the mathematical content isn't really overt, you can still pull that out. And then there are some ideas that are given for um, conversations that you might have with the child and questioning strategies that you might use and opportunities for them to explain their thinking, which is so important. And there are ideas for uh, building the child's mathematical vocabulary, um, words that a parent or family might not necessarily think to emphasize in reading the story. So it's just kind of bringing those to the forefront. And I think the nice thing about the... the reviews it gives ways to integrate math into the everyday routine. It's not it's not something extra that needs to be done. It can be built into what's happening already. Uh, it shows how to make a trip to the park a mathematical activity, or you know, brushing teeth and effort in in learning to tell time. There are just ways that you know it, it doesn't. It supports the, the the family and it and it helps build their confidence. It shows them how they can do it easily.
0: Yes. Those everyday routines. I think that sometimes we don't even realize how many connections we can make. So intentionally and like explicitly pointing those out is really helpful. And one thing in particular is this I'm ready video series. And that's what came to mind when you were talking about the everyday routines and making connections. So can you talk a little bit about how that video series, what it is, like how that got started and how this video series helps build positive identities for children and competence for parents?
2: Sure. We just love the I'm Ready videos. Um, It all started when Les Mayfield, who is a Hollywood director, called up
1: the state board of education. Is that right, Carolyn? Actually, he called the governor's office and he said that he he said he wanted to be involved with with helping with math efforts in the state. He was uh, serving on his local school board
2: and he had a connection with their math coach. And this is an elementary school. And they created a series of videos that he wasn't quite satisfied with. And so he thought, well, I'm going to put my Hollywood experience to, uh, to bear here and create some really fun and funny videos. They're hilarious. And they're all about 90 seconds long. They're short. Uh, they're very informative. And they do talk about everyday opportunities for parents to include math in, in their children's routines.
0: They are short, which I really appreciate, especially if, like, you were talking about reducing nap anxiety. If there are parents who have that anxiety, then this isn't going to last very long. And they are extremely engaging. They're extremely clear to uh, your content, but also the actual like video quality is, and now that makes sense why that's so crisp and clean. And it's just fabulous. Parents and Educators just need, they need to watch these because everybody can learn something from this, no matter um, how much you dig into mathematics content. There's something new that you can learn from the, that video series. And there's several, there's several collections too, right? Because you have the different age groups because you all focus from zero to eight years. So you've chunked that out nicely to not overwhelm everyone because just, you know, just living life can sometimes be overwhelming and trying to be there for, for your child or for, for students. So it's really nice to have that, those small bites. Something
1: I hope that people are going to do with those. I was thinking about how I would use those when I was teaching. And I would have loved to have sent just a real short clip home weekly with parents and say, watch this, and then then see how it unfolds and what you do. How how does it how does it change your interactions and and where do you go with that? And then share it with with, with your whole learning community. I think there are, there are fun ways that people could do to use them. I think they could also you know build whole units around them. It's like let's see what we can do with sorting and patterning, and and we'll use this video to kick it off.
0: Yeah, that is. A- a great suggestion because then it's coming to the parents and you're invite you're inviting them into the learning just another way to do it yeah i love that idea
1: something something else that we have on that website and we're putting more on it for in relationship to the upcoming symposium but there's quite a bit on hosting um family math events or family stem events And if it's not published already, it will be in the next couple of days. There are whole collections of activities that a community center or a library or a school or a teacher could, could pull from. And... They, they can use them to, to host the math event. Uh, they're, the activities are right there. You know, we really hope that they're planned with parents because we feel that those are more meaningful. But it makes it a lot easier. I remember when I was a teacher, it was sometimes hard pulling those all together. So it's a nice collection ready to go. And we've thought pretty carefully about how you could do this either in person, virtually, or as a hybrid event. And we've got some suggestions for that, too, just depending what happens in, this, in the fall.
0: That's really helpful because just teaching is, it can be a overwhelming job in any year, but especially like everyone is stressed and having this already made that's been thoughtfully designed is incredibly helpful. I
1: think that that was one of the things that the members of the Early Math Project team, have they've all been teachers they've been math coaches they've been preschool teachers principals so they they really appreciate they have a profound appreciation for all that's involved in teaching and i think it with was is with an abundance of respect that to try and make that task for them a little bit easier. And uh, that's, that's why we do it. And we always have an open invitation to teachers and educators and parents that if they have ideas, things that they want us to develop, we want to hear from them. We're really pretty responsive. And a lot of what's been developed on the website has been in response to a request. So we'll just put that out there, that if there's something that's needed, we'd like to step in and, and fill the gap. Uh, a favorite children's book that you'd like us to review? Uh, that would be
0: great. That would be because then that that connects to just reading every day with your child, whether it's at night or in the afternoon and building in a greater variety of what you are, are reading and exploring with your child. And the website is earlymathca.org that you can go to to register to see these videos to connect and you have a blog too and a lot of different activities not just the ones that we spoke about today loving this podcast great subscribe so you know when new episodes are released and leave us a review on apple so that others can find these episodes we are stronger together we are a tech-driven society. And I saw on this website that you will have an early math app coming soon. So what can you tell us about that? It's called
2: countplayexplore.org. And there's nothing to download. It's not, it's not technically an app. It's actually a website. Um, but it looks a lot like an app. And it functions like an app. Um, And that's, you can watch all those videos. There are 30 of them. They're in English and Spanish, closed caption. They're also audio described for visually impaired. We got it all. (laughs) Um, They're also connected to the books and the
1: book reviews and the activities. So I, I think one of the neat things is, for example, a parent could uh, get onto the application. They could watch, say, a, a video. There's there's a great one of Jake and his father, and they're going on a shape safari in their vehicle. And they're looking at all sorts of different shapes that they see on the road. Uh, you know, the pizza that's a circle and the rectangular signs. And so after they watch that, then if the family wants to... You know, take a look and and see. Well, what books can we read that are related to shapes and geometry? There would be those, and then their activities. That they, they might build a giant animal mask that that has those shapes, uh, and the the activities that go along with them. They involve building and art. Uh, you know, a variety of, of of different modalities. So so children with different interests and families um, can find something that really appeals to to them.
0: Because sometimes. A parent or just anybody who works with a kid, they just need that spark or just that like little bit of inspiration to help them move and to help them continue. So that is really exciting about that MAP app or website and thinking about how many districts are talking more about parent engagement and how to like their districts right now looking for videos just like this. And you have this whole series that's been created. So now it's just about helping these districts make that connection and heading to your website for that. And um, so something else that is on your website that I'm really excited about, I signed up already, is the 2021 symposium. So what should educators and parents know about this free event?
1: Well, there's a lot to know. First of all, uh, we've got people from all 50 states of the union signed up. So this is really a, an open invitation to everyone. We have 68 countries that are that are coming. So I, I think one thing that they should know is that the enthusiasm for early math from our perspective has never been greater. And uh, there's definitely um, a desire to, to know more. It's free. We've got just the best speakers in the world, in my opinion, coming this year. We um, have Megan Frankie, who is going to be, be attending, and Joe Bowler, and Dr. Brian L. Wright. We're really excited about them. Fans of children's author Stuart J. Murphy will probably want to tune in because he is going to be doing a session on social-emotional learning. Um, the Exploratorium will be doing a session on tinkering, and the Ames Center of Math and Science Education have got some really nice whole group activities uh, going on. are going to be exploring magical things they can do with paper and also some bubble activities. So it's not going to be your typical just sit and watch symposium, people will actually get to engage with the presenters and and, and do things. So I hope they'll come for that, that reason. If they want to register, again, it's completely free. They can do so at Eventbrite. So if they go to the Eventbrite site and they either type in early math or early math symposium, that registration link will pop up and they can join us on the 25th.
0: All right. Yeah, that's coming soon. And I will definitely give a direct link to that Eventbrite in the show notes so that people can sign up. But yes, that's I'm so excited for those speakers and just for the energy that I know is going to be brought with this symposium. When you um, sign up as a parent, are you bringing your child with you? Are there like you know are there events like centered around children or is it for adults to help adults interact with children?
1: It's mostly for adults. Well, with the exception of the Ames events, which I think they would have a lot of fun, you know, doing the bubble activities and 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 building with paper. Most of the breakout sessions are really intended for either parents or teachers and they're broken down in in such a way that People who really work or have children that are in the infant through toddler range, there's something going on for them at all times. And then there's something for preschool age parents and, and teachers, and then for the elementary grades. So we, we've, we've done it really intentionally. So wherever wherever your interests lie, there's going to be something for you going on. It's all day. And the nice thing too is, and, and we've heard this in the past, gee, I don't want to miss the other thing that's going on. And, and they are archived and they will be available probably about three weeks after the symposium Symposium. Uh, we'll we'll have links up so that people can watch them.
0: Yeah. That is great. So if there's something else already on their calendar. They can still participate in some kind of way. Okay, it's, it's
1: also nice too because if they register, a lot of a lot of teachers want the continuing education, you know, credits, and so we can at least send them a certificate of participation if they've registered, and we can't do that otherwise.
0: Is there anything else that you want to highlight? So when we have introduced our ideas about connecting reading books
2: to activities, a lot of teachers get really enthusiastic about it and it kind of and parents as well. It changes how they think about math. Even one of the actors in the I'm Ready video commented that I could be doing this with my child. He thought it was a great idea and easy to do. And really fun. Um, There's also another kind of meaning with mindset is in the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And Carol Dweck out of Stanford University has really championed this idea that through work, effort, practice, anyone can learn math. And that's a growth mindset, that it does take effort to learn something and that a lot of people consider that someone is born a math person and we just don't see it that way. We think everyone can be a math person through effort, practice um, and play, in our case, having fun with math.
0: I just wrote down that like, everyone is a math person, which is a mantra that like I definitely believe in that too. So we have that philosophy in common. And then I looked at the website and the um, the logo. I guess you would call it or the graphic of the zero and then the number eight eight are they have their arms and they're so inviting and it's playful too so that just when I looked at my paper and then looked at that I saw a connection there too that everything about about what you all have on the site aligns with what you were just talking about with the the growth mindset so your um, your message is very cohesive
1: and we truly gather anybody who has any interest in in early math it's like Welcome. We love you. If if math is your thing, we want to talk with you.
0: I want to thank you both for being here today on the Kids Math Talk podcast and speaking with us about the Early Math Project and all of the fabulous resources that are available and the upcoming symposium. So thank you. Take care. And I hope to be speaking with you soon. Thank you so much. Share this podcast with your friends and colleagues to keep the Kids Math Talk conversation going. You can always tweet me with questions or comments using the handle at Kids Math Talk. You can also head to my website, kidsmathtalk.com slash podcast, for previous episodes of this podcast. And join us next week for another episode of the Kids Math Talk podcast.